Next up is a brand that merges function with style. My name is Braxton Fleming, and I'm seeking $200,000 in exchange for 15% equity. Six years ago, the trajectory of my whole life changed. I was transgender. The lifelong commitment of taking hormone replacement therapy in the form of injections. There was nowhere to properly store my medical needs in a safe, neat, discreet, yet stylish way. Stealth Pros & Co. revolutionized the way that we store our meds and dispose of our sharps. Super entrepreneurs to another Shark Tank Tank Tales. We have another super entrepreneur to share with you today who was on Shark Tank. It was just this past season. I think it was episode three of season 14. Two. Two. Oh man, I, I know I because I just rewatched it today. Uh and and it is really um great to get that refresher because it's been a while since since it aired at this point. Right. Uh combined with the um I think I rewatched it when we were supposed to originally do this interview back in June, but here we are anyway. Uh and we're gonna jump right into how were you feeling when you were walking down that hallway? God, I mean, that feeling is exhilarating itself, but, you know, I always, I'm such a visionary type of person that I envision myself walking down that hallway probably a million times. So when I physically was doing it, it was such a like outer body experience, like a surreal moment. And then there's like a moment where they get like B-roll. So you stand out there. You don't really notice that on the show, but you stand there and they're just staring at you for like, <laughs> feels like forever. Um, so yeah, it's, it was crazy. It was super, super crazy, but um, super exciting. I felt, I feel like I felt, I felt good in that moment because I was very, very prepared. You know that I, I think it's important to be vis envisioning yourself, do, you know, doing the thing that you plan to do. Uh, and in this case, you know, I mean, you got to walk down uh, seemingly very confidently down that hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of gym time, a lot of walks up and down the gym aisle, confidently, pre workout included, <laughs> helped <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well that that is that is awesome um now you're you in uh you're from was it hamilton new jersey i'm actually in galloway new jersey galloway okay i mean that's down the street from me uh, yeah it, it's so close it really it really 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 is uh so so with that, did you grow up in this area or or did you move to this area I actually grew up in Burlington County. I grew up in a town called, called East Ampton, um, New Jersey, right next to Mount Holly, New Jersey. Um, but yeah, that's the area I grew up in, Burlington, like Cherry Hill area. That was where I like had my stopping grounds. But then when I went to college and came back, I ended up coming more south. I actually ended up in Hamilton first. Then I went to Mays Landing, and now I'm a little bit more south. Now I'm in Galloway. Uh, okay all right very, oh, very cool it's always it, like it's like i was very excited when you when you said uh in the show did what's it you said galloway in the it show? was mate i said maze landing, maze landing. at the time at the time that's where i was living in maze landing but now i recently moved so now i'm in galloway which is like a town a little bit more south but it's literally right next door like 10 minutes away yeah, I, well, yeah, all that is is pretty uh, pretty close uh, to to each other. Um, 
So going in, you were looking for two hundred thousand for fifteen percent. Um, yeah. And at the time, you you were still nursing. Are you still nursing at, or in nursing? I should say because nursing would be a right. different thing. Uh, are you still <laughs> in nursing at, uh, to this to this point? Um, actually, I I do still have like my licensure and all that, but technically, I have not been physically working as a nurse since my daughter was born in October. So literally right after the show aired, my daughter was born less than like, what was like 25 days later. And then I stopped working after that point because it just was like so many things happening for me. Like I had just launched in CVS, the show had aired, my daughter was born. I was planning on taking a month off from work, but after she was born, my whole, you know, you know how that is. Like, I was just like, I, I can't go back to work. So um, and plus work was picking up because of the show and other opportunities. So I just dove straight in and I was already on the fence with it. I was working per diem prior to the whole year before. So like maybe one or two days a week, um, like 12 hour shifts. But then once the baby came, it just, I just totally stopped. But yeah, it's been, it's been a blessing that I've been able to actually stay home with my daughter every day and not have to do that. So yeah, it's great. That uh, ding ding uh, for that being able to be available yeah. uh, when you you know when especially when your kid is so young or kids right. are so young uh, is is right. really uh, just it, it's so I I think it's so imperative um, for for the kids to get that opportunity I know um, when my my son was born I wasn't around a whole lot because I was uh, working mm. in the uh, you know my family's business and I was pretty much not there a whole lot and he was quite young um under one under two and then the whole illness thing happened and then i was home every day uh and that you know i saw the the transition go from not caring if i came through the door to very much like you know honed in on me and and what i'm doing and where i'm at um and things like that so it was it was kind of nice uh yeah. You know, to to have to have that opportunity to to get to spend that time, uh, like I did yeah. with my daughter when she was very young. Um, mm. So yeah, it, it, it that is awesome that you've been able to to make that work for you and your family. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's 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 seriously the best thing ever. Like like you said, like that feeling of your child just wanting you always and it's so hard because obviously like babies normally want mommy but my wife she works and she has to work she she works as a nurse as well so she still has to work so the baby's home with me every day so when mommy comes home and it's like a long day and she's tired she's like I just want daddy and mommy's like I can't believe this so it's it's it makes me feel good because I'm just like yes like I've been imprinting on her and yeah, it's it's the greatest feeling ever. It's such a hard job, such a hard job, but um, so rewarding, so rewarding. It thousand percent is. I I, I yeah. when I had to watch my daughter, uh, my my wife went back to work, and mm-hmm. I was still I was working from home and doing right. uh, consulting one on one and the and my podcast and stuff. And it's just like because she would ever take a nap, there was no da- there was no downtime to be like, oh, right. you actually get some work done. You know, it was right. it's a whole big thing. But it, it's a I big wouldn't thing. trade it. The time that I got to spend uh, for for any amount of money uh, is just it's just so important. So, um, so when 
so Barb, Barbara goes in and offers you 200,000, 100,000 in a line of credit, 100,000 in cash for 20%. And eventually Mark yeah. comes in on that deal. Um, right. Has that deal closed for you yet? Yeah, the deal actually closed like – it was either like literally right before the show aired or right after the show aired. But I had did all the due diligence that was needed in order to close. And, yeah, we closed on the deal. Everything went through. Um, yeah, amen to that. And it was uh, – it was, it was just so aligned with my life in that moment of time. I It was just – it just – it just – it just like – it was perfect. It was, it was needed. It was so needed. I always tell people like, you know, it's great to get the deal, but it's also a big burden to get the deal too, you know? So that's, that's, a, that's the downside of Shark Tank. It's an amazing experience, amazing opportunity to be in front of an audience so large, but then you have to come back home and now everyone thinks that you have all this money to spend on them, <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's the, that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part. Well, so when it comes to, um, you know, getting that deal with them, you yeah. you know, in the show, I mean, we can hear it. I'm wondering if they're able to hear it, if you said it loud enough for the whole, it, you know, wouldn't be right if I didn't counter. Um, you're not wrong, but at the same time, it's like you're, you're signaling to them that I'm countering just for the sake of countering. Why? Right. What, like it almost like sucks the, the oxygen out of that opportunity to counter. Did, right. Did they hear, yeah, did they no, hear you it, when they said when you said that, or how did that? Yeah, no, they did, and she was like, she's like, no, we can't, we can't do that. We have to go back to our our spouses with at least at least at least you know ten percent each, or yeah, well, yeah, ten percent each. So it was like it was like they kind of like you know played it off, but ultimately I asked because there's a lot of like things that the producers want stated so you know you have to do you have to it's not that you have to but they don't want you to not take full potential of the opportunity so that's why i say it like that i mean i feel like there's like a, a thousand things i could have asked for differently after the show of course and like after i've been you know there's just so much i've learned since the show has aired and you know just everything as far as financially but yeah so you know i it was like a it was like a weird – it's like you have all this pressure. It's like you prepare for that pitch, right, for months, and you're prepared to speak on that pitch. You you can do that. Great. But once they start asking questions, it's like you get kind of caught up because now you're actually, like, conversing with them, you know, directly. And that is – yeah, it was, it was weird. I don't even know why I said that, to be honest with you. I was just mm. talking. <laughs> well, they do. I know that they, you know, they do coach and in, in they because they want you to be able to to get a deal and they want, um, but at right. the same time, they they also want it to be able to be editable so that it can right. make sense for their editor. I mean, they have right. class editors editing. I mean, how long were you out there for? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I probably was out there for like probably like thirty to like forty minutes, maybe. Um, we talked about a lot of different things. There was a lot of things that weren't aired on the show, obviously, but, um, yeah, no, I was, I was there for a, a good amount of time, a good amount of time. I feel like, but it could have been a lot shorter because I was just so nervous. But at the same time, like I tell everybody, I couldn't even, after I left that show that night or air did the uh, filming, I couldn't even 
remember like i called my dad immediately and i like i couldn't he was like so what happened i'm like i can't even tell you what they asked me because i have i was so nervous that i just like went blank like i just couldn't remember i knew that i got the deal i knew that but i couldn't remember any conversations that we had until after the show aired then it was like okay i remember what happened but it was it was crazy <laughs> well it's, that's not the first time we've heard people black you know quote unquote blacking out uh yeah you know either before they walk out or after they've they've gotten through their pitch uh and then just uh, yeah i don't really remember and i couldn't tell you how long because it just it just flew by uh right before right. my eyes and um no i i mean i think i think it was uh I, I, so did your and you don't have to get into the specifics, but like, did your right. when you got through the um, the due diligence process, did your deal end up looking like what your deal ended up being on the show? Yes, the exact same deal. The exact same deal went through. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, that's that's good. Sometimes it goes the you know it can go the opposite way. It can go any way. Uh, it yeah. doesn't always uh, usually. Actually, I'd say probably more times than not, it doesn't end up being what ended up would, was agreed to on the show for one reason or another. But no, that's that is uh, that is good to hear. Now, how did you wind up coming up with your initial uh, offer evaluation? Of uh, two was it two hundred thousand for fifteen percent? Um, honestly, i i did a I did a lot of due diligence on that because, of course, when you think of Shark Tank, everyone's like, ask for like five hundred thousand, and you know they 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 want you to ask for like as much money because everybody's so money hungry. But you have to think about like your your actual business size so based off of like what i was already making i had to like base it off of that so that it was an actual strategic plan in place so like you have to like kind of break up that money and like show that well you don't have to show the producers prior to but you you want it to make sense to the shark so that when you do close on a deal or that if they do accept the deal, that it makes sense to them. Like you, I, I, there was, it's impossible for me to ask for a half a million dollars or, you know, a million dollars when my business hadn't even touched that type of money, you know, in the three or four years that I, I've been in business. So it just didn't make sense. And then I also had a call with one of their consultants um, through the show because I was so overwhelmed with what I should ask that I actually spoke to somebody about it and they gave me a lot of insight on you know what to think about when making the decision and that's what really pushed me to that specific number and percentage mm, well that, that's I think that uh, might be a first I don't know that we've heard anybody uh, that has reached out to a consultant or you know re I've had a few people reach out to this consultant and, and work <laughs> on it but uh, nobody that has made it to the show yet that I know of though the next season starts on on yeah. uh, on Friday so you never know um, you never know yeah so going into it did you have a shark in mind that you were looking to strike a deal with well yeah I did I definitely did have two sharks in mind that I wanted to work with. But ultimately, I just really knew that I needed investment and I really just wanted someone to align with the brand. So I didn't, I wasn't in there like, I have to get this shark or I'm going to like, if this shark says they'll give me a deal, but I want a deal from another shark, then I'm going to wait. Like, you know how some people do that? Like when they're on the show, they like, they're like, I want to hear from everybody. Like, 
I mean, of course you, you want to, you want to, but it's, it, there's a way to say that so that you don't look like an ass, but ultimately, um, yeah, I was willing to take the deal from whoever thought that they connected with the brand the best. But of course I had my, you know, my ideas of who I wanted, um, to be on the, you know, on the team with me. Well, who, who was it? Well, of course, Mark was one because of, you know, the cost plus drugs. I just felt like we aligned in that fashion. And then I also thought that I connected with um, Lori because, mm -hmm. and Lori, she actually broke my heart on the show because when she denied me, she spoke to me for so long prior to that. And I really felt like she was going to give me a deal because she was like one of the first people to say something. And then she ended up not wanting to give me a deal, which was fine. But I thought that she aligned with me because I know of like her network on like QVC. And I felt like with like the IVF connection, I felt like I had more of an outlet with her. But I didn't know that um, Barbara actually went through IVF. I didn't even. And the crazy part is, is I actually researched all the sharks prior to to make sure they get the right color that, you know, you approach them in the right way. There's so much due diligence that needs to be done. But. I did not know that she actually went through IVF herself. Um, and when she started talking to me about it, because I was explaining uh, my IVF journey with my fiance, well, my fiance's IVF journey, I should state, um, you know, and what she went through, then Barbara was like, you know, that's how we connected. And it was like, it was so warming because I had like, you know, this, idea of Barbara that like she just didn't want to make deals with people and that I I thought that I was like off the table for her automatically like before I even got on the show I was like she's not going to give me a deal at all but you want to know what she was the sweetest person to me she was the she is the sweetest person alive I swear by it. I really do and not just because she gave gave me a lump sum but really honestly like her heart is so pure it really is like you can like feel her energy when you're in the room with her like that's how cool she is so um i was really excited you know just to receive the deal from both of them and then after like you know with the due diligence and everything everything just worked out and she even like emailed it was great it was great it was just it was it was good i'm very happy that i'm with barbara because i just feel like she brings a lot of insight and knowledge and you know this was my path, not for Lori. I got Barbara and I got Mark. So, um, I mean, who, it doesn't matter who you get. It really doesn't. For me, it doesn't. I'm just happy to be on the show. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I didn't, uh, I did not know either, uh, about Barbara's IVF journey. Um, and, and I think that was really cool of her to share that and to be able to make that connection. Um, yeah, and, sure. and, and, and I mean, look, people, you see it in the comments a lot, um, you know. Oh, you're doing all this money. Uh, cool, I'm out. Like, you know, it, right. and from specifically about Barbara not wanting to make deals and things like that. And um, and I, and I think sometimes it takes uh, a bit of creative thinking to get to get people to go from one place to another to say this isn't just about. Um, you know, taking hormones for for be, being right. transgender. This this is for right. anybody who's dealing with that, uh, with with having to take sharps around with them. Sharps is the right. proper term. I yeah, injections. I guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. Inj injections. Yeah. I okay. Um, so you know, I <laughs> so I think that 
uh, it, you know, sometimes it's it's a it's a mental game that you have to like work through to like get to that place or like, oh, wow, I can actually understand that this isn't just about what the branding is from and like what, right. you know, and, and see the bigger picture about it. And um, right. so I and, and I think that's really great that you've had a great experience so far with Barbara and uh, and Mark. And, and yeah, I mean, Lori. Uh, I, I I definitely see where the QVC piece would be like. Yeah, I could t- I could totally see them like doing a right. whole thing, like a whole hour right. or a half hour segment just on uh Stealth Bros Co. Uh, and Co. and 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 just you know having people call them about their stories that of like Barbara's story, right? And right. being like, oh, you right. know, I'm I'm embarrassed or or this that and the third, and and wanting right. to to get something that that doesn't that isn't just a plain bag you, you know what i mean right right or, or right like right aid or something uh or walgreens right. or one of the drugstores but right right absolutely and that that was what that was like my initial like thought process about it but you know ultimately like god's moving me in the way that i need to be moved so maybe i will be on qvc just not through Lori. you know you never know um the opportunity is always available so you just have to go out there and get it and that's really it. But yeah, I'm, I'm with the sharks. It, it didn't matter for me, honestly. It, I was just happy to be there. Just super thankful. Yeah. Look, being grateful and, and appreciative of every opportunity, I think is the best way because you never know, like it could go any way, you know, not get a deal. And then people call, you know, I've heard so many things like they didn't get a deal and then they get phone calls and emails from people and ultimately find the right investor for them after the fact. So you, you can't look at it just as a, these are my five, you know, shots that I get and, right. and I'm going to shoot them. And if that doesn't right. have work, then I guess it wasn't a great idea because sharks have been wrong about big things in the past. So it's not, um, that's true. They're not perfect. <laughs> As I've said <laughs> on this show many a times, right. they are far from perfect. Um, so going back to leading up to Shark Tank, um, let's talk about how how did you balance uh, your life and the business and nursing um, with preparing for Shark Tank, which is like a gauntlet in and of itself. Yeah. Um, the way that I prepare is I'm an early riser. So I'll get up at like 4am and then I go to the gym. And that's honestly like what sets my tone for the day. That's how I'm able to conquer my day and not look at problems and then rather than solutions. So if I don't go to the gym, then I have problems all day. Um, if I go to the gym, like today, I went to the gym, so I'm having a great day. Um, then I just find the solutions. Yeah, I just find the solutions to everything. So I just figure it out. But I, I have a schedule. I'm very like, I like to be on a schedule with things. And I just, I just spent the time where I just made the time. I mean, you make time for what you want to do and you know, what you're passionate about. And I just made time for it. And don't get me wrong. Like, you know, my wife, she's, she was pissed. She's still pissed kind of at me, Um, (laughs) you know, because I work so much and like, I always have things to do and, you know, but at the end of the day, she knows like how much passion I have. So I just make time. I just make time. Like, of course, with the baby now, like things have definitely shifted in my life as far as like how I, 
I used to go to the gym, you know, six days a week. I still go like five days a week now, but there's weeks that I may miss like three days in a row. And prior to that, for like five years straight, I, I never missed more than a day from the gym. So, um, so yeah, so it, it was definitely a hard shift once the baby came, but, um, prior to, I was able to grind it out because the, the boys are older, so they do their own thing. They play video games, they go outside, they live their best life. So I don't have to worry about them too much. Just make sure they have something to eat and they got what they want and we're good to go. But um, before the baby before the baby came, so I was really dialed in um, when I was preparing for Shark Tank. I had a lot of time to just focus in and I just prioritized my day, made, make sure I made time for it. That's it. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I I hear you about the uh, the uh, going to the gym and 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 that getting you in the right you know frame of mind uh, for the yeah. for the rest of the day. Well, I do not go to the gym. I do go running, <laughs> and uh, and I'm not up at. You're saying you get up at four? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, actually. Actually, my wake-up time was 5 a.m. Prior to my daughter being born, I used to wake up at 5 a.m. every day faithfully. Like It was just like up and out. But now, I, if I want to gym every day, I have to go at 4 because the kids have school. My oldest is in high school now, and he actually got selected to go to a private school for football. So we have you know, he has to go to a drop. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah he's doing great. It's a whole thing. Um, but – I have to get up that early so I can be back so that they can get ready and she can take them and do what she needs to do for them while I take care of baby. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's hectic, but yeah, I was up at, I was up at 4am this morning. I've been up since 4am this morning, but yeah. So I think, I think this morning I woke up late. I woke up at six, but I still found a time, you know, 20, 30 minutes to get out but, to go for a run. But, you see, six, you say six is late. Like some people think that's so early. Like six is a great time to wake up. But like for people like you and me, like six is six is late. Like you miss like a few hours that you could have been working and then you could have had breakfast and you could just do so much more when you get up at four or 5 a.m. It's just you just have more time. Yeah, you do. I, You know, I the goal is like five. Um, any earlier than that is kind of tough because I don't always go to bed at like nine or nine thirty. If I do, like, but, you know, if I wake up at, like, three or four, like, a lot of times I find myself, like, I, I just can't always fall back to sleep. So I, I just am like, all right, I guess I'm getting up. But then that can really yeah. screw up, like, when I have late nights, like, on Wednesday nights and Monday nights are late nights for me. And now Friday yeah. nights with Shark Tank being a very late night, you know, midnight uh, is late for me because that, like, screws up my Saturday. Um, right. So, you know, it, it it's, it's one of those things. But – but having that, um, you know, I had to explain it to my because she's like, oh, well, why don't you just take the dog out for the run with you? And I'm like, I'm not because it's that's not her time. That's my time right. to like solve the time. problems, right? And the me- right. it's a meditation. So for, yes. for me, that's why. I mean, I'll do four, five, six, seven, eight, up to 10 miles, usually on wow. the weekends, 10 miles. Um, not, I'm not running the whole time because I am not in that right. kind of shape anymore. Like I am well, trying to get back to, but uh, – where I used to be pretty darn fast. Um, but now, you know, just as long as I'm getting those four to six miles a day. Um, and I think it was also important that you said is that the compromise of, I used to have to do this every single day and I did it for five years. Um, now if I miss one to three days, it's not the end of the world. And I think that right. is a, is 
that's when the discipline comes into play, right? Not the, I wake up every day because your body is just like, all right, I'm up, I'm doing it. And we go and right. then eventually becomes habit. But the, right. the, the drive to say, yeah, okay. Um, we have a wedding on Saturday, Friday, you know, Friday morning, I might go for a run. I can't do it Saturday. Um, Sunday I'm worn out from the wedding or whatever. Right. And then maybe Monday it's pouring outside. So I do the bike maybe. And then, I, right. but but no matter what, by Tuesday morning, I'm back out, like you know, doing right. another four miles or whatever. I mean, this morning I only got three because right. I was late. But like, it's it's one of those things where it's like that's where the discipline comes. Yeah, no, for sh- for sure, because yeah, that that and it, and it's hard too. I mean, it was such a hard shift. I mean, when my daughter was first born, I was really hard on myself because. I am the hardest on myself, I think. Um, but it was really hard for me to adjust because I'm like, I can't function if I don't go to the gym. Like, how am I supposed to function? But, of course, I wanted to be there for my daughter. And then, like like you said, like, you know, for me personally, it's like it's not that I have abundance of things to do. But it's, you know, if the baby wakes up at, like, 3 and then she doesn't want to go back to bed and then I'm supposed to be up at 4 and my wife has to work the next day and then I feel bad because she slept with her for the first half of the night. So then it's like, you know, I feel bad for leaving and, like, you know, there's so many different factors involved. But, you know, that that that's the main reason why I don't get up and go and because – Sometimes I lack the discipline because I'm just like, oh, this is so cozy. I'm so cuddled up, and then I just can't get out of bed because I'm I'm just I'm just content with being here. My baby's here. Like it's like sometimes I run into that too. But now I I feel like now because my daughter's about to be one, so I feel like now we're like on a real schedule like with her, and now I'm really like diving deeper back into like my hustle and like my grind mode because I can like do more with while she's like with me before it was like really hard kind of hold her do this do that but now she's walking around and you know i'm like okay you you're over here hanging out i'm gonna go do this and i'm keep my eye on you right here so um yeah so it's a lot better now for sure but it's tough at first it's tough it it is i mean my daughter she still has trouble sleeping going to going to sleep yeah. or staying asleep and, and you know and she's seven now so um you know how and that was one of the reasons i fell out of practice was because yeah you know you don't know like what time she's just gonna decide to wake up and and cry or scream or, or in her case throw up a lot like right. up until she was like three or four she would just throw up like all the time all the time um she oh would my cry gosh. herself into just throwing up everywhere oh. uh so yeah you know, so that's the thing is like you just don't know and it's like okay i you know i need to you know and and, and i feel that way sometimes too where it's like you know, oh, it's it's four o'clock, but I, I went to bed late. I'm going to make the conscious decision to say I'm, I, I feel like I can go back to sleep. I'm going to go back to sleep. I'll worry about right. working out later because I need that energy to get through the day. And, and while working out is, is usually the number one thing in the morning, sometimes sleep has to take that, you know. And, that, and again, that's where it's like you have to set those priorities and that's where the real discipline comes in you know, feeling guilty about, uh, you know, taking advantage of the time, you know, time is the most valuable resource we have, right? Energy is right. the second money's number three. And, <laughs> you know, so sometimes you got to like, you know, manage the, the time and the energy before we even think about money. Uh, Seriously. <laughs> when you're laying in bed and it's like, ah, it's three 30. Can I, can I trust myself without setting yeah. an alarm to like get another 
hour and a half, you know, cycle in uh, right. and then get up. But it's yeah, it's 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 sometimes it's a real struggle uh, to real struggle. to to make it happen and then and then get back into the habit when you know three or four days might go by two two to four days will go by where I'm not getting out to go run. God right. forbid you get injured or something and I can't go running. Like oh yeah, oh, it makes it you know so yeah. much harder after the fact, but. Well, that actually happened to me with my door. You know they, you know that thing they. It's like it's. I forget what it's called. I should. know I'm the nurse, right? Um, it's called like um, it's not. It's like tendonitis in your wrist, but they call it the mommy thumb because when you hold your baby for like, because your wrist is like bent from holding the baby for so uh, long, and because I spooled the hell out of my door the first well <laughs> whole year of her life, I'm like holding her all the time even when she's napping. So my wrist actually like developed like like this this issue and i couldn't lift and i was so oh my god it was the worst but i still went to the gym i just got on the runner and i just ran on the runner or i did legs i did squats i i did anything i could possibly do but lift with my wrist but yeah it was terrible because that really played like a mental game on me afterwards. And that was just really hard to just felt. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of it is mental, right? Whether or not I can push yeah. myself through to do it, you know, go faster, lift more, uh, do more reps um, and, and things like that. And yeah, I can imagine like, you know, I, I've ne- I don't think I've ever heard of it before, but I, I mean, there's all mm. tendons and things running down. So you're, you're, if you're right. like, Doing this and and holding something heavy, I could totally see that. Pull. I mean, just just doing this yeah. to my arm, I feel I can feel right. it. Like, yeah, yeah it's, absolutely, it's, it's pretty intense. Yeah, they call it they call it the mommy thumb because like most mothers get it from like holding and like holding their baby like you know twenty four seven after they're born and stuff like that. So yeah, uh. and that was kind of like me. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you wind up getting uh, connected with Shark Tank? Did they reach out to you or did you you apply? Yeah, they they actually reached out to me, which was wild. I was like, what? I got this random little email that was like, I'm a producer from Shark Tank. Here's my number. Give me a call. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like some scam because, you know, you get emails all the time, especially like in business. So I was thinking like, oh, this is some, you know, BS. But no, it wasn't. But of course, you know, I was hungry. So I called <laughs> and I, I made the call and they said, we found you. We want you to be a part of the show. Um, are you interested? If you are, here's this series of you know, applications and paperwork that we need from you. Um, and just because you do this 900 pages of application doesn't mean that you'll be on the show, but we still want to have you. And I was like, okay. So I literally, literally spent every single night for, I want to say, give or take like four months um, doing like strategic planning, getting my business in order. Um, you know, Shark Tank was so great for that. Even if I never had the opportunity to, be aired or to film just a preparation alone um that was needed in order to be on the show of the information that they needed of my business really pushed me because it was things that i slacked on like you know your financials and all like you know having your excels in order and all these things and it really really pushed me to align and organize the back end of my business um that really helped me. Like it, it helped me. It helped me so much. But yeah, that's like what was. That's how I got on the show. They pretty much just asked me to be on, and I just did what they asked, and I made it. 
Were you a uh, big fan of Shark Tank prior to it? Yes, I was. Yes, I had applied like when my business first started in 2017, I had applied online <laughs> one time. And it's so crazy because people were always like telling me like, oh, you should be on Shark Tank. You should be on Shark Tank. And, you know, when you're going through that whole process, you can't say a word. You can't say nothing. To, they don't even want you to tell your mama. They don't want you to tell nobody. So when I was working, um, you know, still at my nursing job and going to work all the time and people knew about my biz business, they knew that I was like, you know, doing okay at that time, but they didn't know anything about Shark Tank. And people were like, you should be on Shark Tank. You should be on Shark Tank. And that whole time I was like filming to be on Shark Tank while they were saying stuff. And it was so crazy because I had to like stay so quiet and not say anything. And then obviously like after it aired and everything, I was able to like go back to work and tell everybody what happened. Um, but yeah, that was, it was fun. That was a fun experience. <laughs> now, once you got back uh, from, from taping the show, um, how did yeah. you, and what did you do to prepare your business for potentially getting to air on Shark Tank? Well, you honestly can't prepare because they don't let you know if you're going to air until like two weeks prior to the show airing. So there really is no preparation. All you can do is like brace your website to have like your main products up front so that the people who are like coming in and out, in and out, that they are seeing what you're, you know, offering, um, you know, the teams, um, you know, the uh, Marks and Barbara's teams. Uh, sat with me and said, you know, you should try to like, you know, move things around for the website and try to help me just get prepared. But like they said, there's really nothing that you can do to prepare for because you don't know how much it could be a huge influx. It could be a small influx. Um, it could, you could sell everything out. You could sell only a few things out. Um, so it really just was, they just said, you know, just embrace the moment, be happy that you made it this, you know, this far and, you know, just take whatever comes. And that's kind of how I took it. So you didn't um, like get extra inventory or anything of that nature? No, you you, uh, you can't because it's two weeks out. I mean, you know, our our production is like thirty five days, so there's just like no way that you can prepare to get more inventory in. But luckily, because of the time that it aired, it was right before like you know the major holiday season, so I had just ordered a very large shipment so i was able to add product to the site even though it wasn't available yet but it was coming like two weeks after the show had aired so i was able to throw a little bit extra on um and like put up items that weren't like currently available and just made them available so that once they got here i was able to ship them right out yeah oh that's awesome so yeah. speaking of that did you have a watch party and what did you do for it Okay, so I didn't – well, I, I watched it with the kids and my honey. That was it. That, that was all that was there. Um, and it was very um, – What I always – it was very calming. It was very calming because a lot of – you know, when the show airs, everyone is like, holy shit, you're on Shark Tank. Ah! Everyone is like freaking, freaking out. You know what I mean? And – you know, I had already freaked out for eight months prior to that. I was already freaked out for eight months. I had put so much work and stress and tears and energy and everything into it that by the time the show aired, I could barely even watch it because I was just so overwhelmed with what had happened. I feel like I'm still overwhelmed. It's like a year later. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, 
I had a lot of imposter syndrome around Shark Tank um, because it just was a big accomplishment. And so for when I was actually watching the show, it was really hard for me to watch the show because it was just like, I did it. I worked so hard to get here and I did it. So what's next? What what else do I have to do now? And like, that was like kind of the mindset because like I said, I'm really hard on myself with everything. So it was like, okay, I accomplished this. I, I did it. I did it. I envisioned it a billion times and now I got it. I did it. Now, what do I have to do next? My mind was so focused on, I don't, I feel like I still haven't like spent the time enjoying that accomplishment, but, uh, it's just like, what do I have to, it's just like the real work starts now. Like now I have this financial investment. How do I properly invest it? What do I do? Where do I place it? You know, I was so concerned about making all the right decisions that it was really hard for me to like sit there and have a party because I'm so focused on success that I couldn't just because you get that money doesn't mean that you are hundred that you that you that you're done. It, it's like the very very beginning of real work, and you know that's how I kind of I still view it like that. So it's it's not like a big, you know, a, people made it super huge because it is a great accomplishment, but it's it's just the start of it. It's just the planting of the seed. It's not the fruit of the labor yet. So you have to chill you know so like i'm still in that phase where i'm 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 out the dirt now i'm here now so that's great i have a little bit of leaves on me you know maybe i have one strawberry who knows but ultimately you know i still have so much work to do so i couldn't really like bathe in that you know what i mean i just feel like it wasn't i just felt like it wasn't the time for me to bathe in that i just needed to continue to strive forward i still feel like that you know, I I uh, I don't know if applauding is the right word. I I um, empathize with that being of us how I feel I would feel right. It's because yeah. it's never business is never over until it's sold or you know um, right. done right. But uh, right. like uh, the doors closed. So. Uh, but even then, like, what's next? Like, what's the next right. thing that I'm going to do or produce or, or you know, I don't even want to say conquer because, like, it's never a con- – like, even – and if this and, – and if this sounds foreign to anybody, you know, any of the super entrepreneurs listening, like, think about – Think about companies that are like massive big, right? Like ones that have like a hundred brands under it, right? And they just keep buying up these other brands, like a, a General right. Mills or a, a Procter and Gamble or things like that. Like if if those right. people were ever satisfied with what they were and like we did it, we're 80, 95% of the 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 market right. share on this product, and then boom, right. that's it. We celebrate, we pop the champagne bottles, and then right. That's it. Like we're we're just we're just gonna rest on that, right? That's uh that was right. the, the the glory days, right? And and, and right. don't want the glory days. Like at least right. until I don't know, you're looking back at when you're no longer capable of doing anything else. And that's kind of the right. way I look at it. Um so I I, I empathize, I sympathize because yes. it's also Thank you. not great because you have people yelling right. at you like you should be so excited. You're like All right. Yeah, and I, I am excited. Cool. I am excited, but I have I have more work to do. You know, like yeah, it it was like one of those. It was just it was a it was a weird moment um, for me for sure. It was definitely, you know, 
it's one of those things that you can't really understand unless you're in it or you've had an experience of, you know, accomplishing something like on a scale like Shark Tank or a major opportunity like that, you know, and then, you know, after you have worked so many months for it and it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's a weird feeling, but I am happy. I'm just, I'm just very content about my happiness. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I almost feel like uh, it should instead of instead of uh, the bell, it should be like that. Right. I don't know what, what what's that that the the the, the stick and the, the bowl. Mm, yeah, 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 it should yeah, be more yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the tarot readings, the tarot card yeah. readings. <laughs> you know, uh, your moment is in. Um, yeah. So, so with that night that it aired, how did the traffic go to the site? How did the sales go? Did you sell out? Did you come close to selling out? How 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 did it go? That yeah, it, it went it went crazy. Um, it went it went super crazy. We had so many sessions. Um, we I think it was like it was over the weekend or that week. We did like I don't know. It was a lot. It was like it was a lot. It was like kind of like three months of what I normally do. So it was, it was crazy. Like over, over the weekend, like it just, we pretty much sold out of everything. There was like a few items. I had a lot of things of like my shuttles. Um, we had a lot of shuttles so that, that didn't a hundred percent sell out, but like all the dop kits, all the junior dop kits, like those all just sold out, um, which was great because we had all that new inventory coming. So I was still able to sustain for a little bit. And then obviously make more um, purchase orders to receive more product. But it was excellent. It was perfect. It was needed. It was so, so, so needed. I'm telling you, because I had CVS fulfillment and all these things that were coming down on me. So I needed that money like you didn't even know. Okay. It was like, if I didn't get that money, I don't know what I would have been doing. But things work out how they work out. And um, I was able to sustain myself so thank god for that that is great to hear that is great to hear yes yes so how did you wind up coming across my video so actually there was a couple of people who sent me your video and i was like oh wow and they were like yeah he actually talked nice about you and i'm like oh really i'm like oh this is great because listen because even till this day i still haven't watched like the youtube or anything like i haven't looked at any of the comments or anything i know people are saying wild stuff under there because i have a social platform and they say wild stuff to me on there all the time so i'm not i'm sure that there was some crazy stuff going on but um but ultimately i I, someone people were just telling me people were just telling me about you and i was just like oh wow and i was like yeah that's so nice that he's like like wasn't like down to me or anything so i was really happy about that and then I've been wanting to do the interview. It was just like, you know, a situation before that came up. And then, um, you know, I was just waiting to get on your calendar. And now it was my opportunity. I know. <laughs> I, wish, I, I wish I had more time available. Remember, time and yeah. money. I wish I had more time yeah. available to do uh, more interviews per week and, and dedicate right. that time. Because uh, these are just great conversations, you know, and, and friendships sure. that have grown out of these. Um, and then get to share them with all the super entrepreneurs and things that they get to learn and, and listen to. And some of them end up going on the show like uh, Hank. Shout out to Hank uh, from uh, the, the Nature's Wildberry, uh, you know, later on in, in season 15. 
um, who who are watching these interviews and, and videos and stuff. So um, so I'm glad I'm so glad that the the super entrepreneurs out there, you know, are are constantly uh, sharing these videos with the people that have been it that that, that are in them, um, and and getting to to just spread that message. And you know, I I I mean, I try to I'd say I'm a uh, was a positive realist. You know, I, right. I I'm always looking <laughs> on the positive side, but like. You know, there's realism too, and 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 but even in the, right. the like where it's like ah, this might not be that thing. Let's let's right. see where we can make a positive out of that thing and and get to that right. you know that next that next piece you know that next piece of the puzzle. So um, I'm glad that you you uh, so did, you did watch my video then. Yes, did I, did. Okay, I did. Okay, good. <laughs> I did. I did. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, uh, growing up, uh, Braxton, what was your your childhood dream? My childhood dream when I was growing up was actually to be a basketball player. <laughs> Mind you, I'm only five three. <laughs> oh, well, hey, uh, you know, was it Muggsy Bowes, man? He he was only uh, was he like five foot or something? <laughs> I don't know, but that's honestly was my dream when I was a kid. But um, no, seriously though, as I, I got a little bit older, like I really, honestly wanted to be a plastic surgeon. Um, that was honestly my my uh, life goal uh, growing up. I want to be a plastic surgeon because my mother used to make me watch. Um, I don't, Discovery Health isn't a channel anymore, but it used to be a channel multiple multiple years ago it was called discovery health i think that's now owned by oprah um oh. she took over that she took over that channel but either way discovery health used to show um all different types of things and i wanted to be a surgeon i felt like i wanted to be a plastic surgeon because i wanted to make a lot of money that was like the main thing and i really loved healthcare. i really loved working in healthcare. so that was like a big goal for me but when I went to college, I had way too much fun. Um, and then I started to think, oh, I can't be no surgeon. I can't do all that. And then I decided, no, I'm just going to be a nurse. I'm just going to nursing school. Um, so then I became a nurse and I love nursing. Um, and I'm only a licensed practical nurse. I don't want to say only because then that kind of like puts my people down. But um, yes, I'm a licensed practical nurse. But I was in actual I actually had all my prereqs to start my RN to BSN program to get my bachelor's in nursing right when I started the business. And then the business just started to move. And with nursing, you have to put so much effort into it that I could not do both. It was either I do one or do the other. And I really loved the business so much. I was just having way too much fun. So I was like, I'm going to just do this instead. And then, yeah, so those prereqs are out the window now. <laughs> Well, uh, hey, but you, you still ended up doing, you know, a, the thing that you, you loved, which is helping people and you're helping yes, people in, sure. in a different way now and using way, your medical yes. background as well as yes. your um, uh, vanity background, I guess. Is that I, I, I could go with the other V or vain background, but I'll, I'll stick with vanity. Um, OK. You know, because I, 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 you know, I think that, but, but also confidence. But I mean, it's confidence building is at, at the heart, right. right? And feeling confident sure. about the things that you have, and um, but yeah, so, so I, I think that's really cool that you got to to blend both of those, uh, those, those itches together, uh, to sure. to 
to uh, and scratch them with this this product. Now, with that said, what does the future of Stealth Bros and Co. look like? Well, the future of Stealth Bros and Co., I really honestly want to obviously continue dominating on our B2C and um, our e-commerce website. That's like something that I always keep near and dear to my heart. But ultimately, I want to take Stealth Bros in the B2B world. Um, you know, we really want to serve like specialty hospitals, universities, clinics. Um, we really want to reach those masses in a big way. So that's like what I'm like working on behind the scenes right now. Um, but ultimately, I would just love to see Stealth Bros functioning, you know, um, you know, just as a top brand for underrepresented medical communities so that people know that, you know, they are heard and seen. And people always say, oh, well, you just, it's just a bag. You can buy a bag anywhere, but you can buy a bag anywhere. You could also buy sneakers anywhere, but you choose to go to Nike because you believe in that brand and you, you like what that brand supports. And ultimately that's exactly what Self Bros and Co is about. Like we support the people and we want to uplift lives. So that is my goal is to just continue uplifting the lives of people who are just stigmatized um, socially and just breaking that stigmatization around injectable needs as a whole. Um, yeah, and just continue, continue crushing it. And ultimately, I don't want to run Stealth Bros forever. I would love to have someone else come in. I would always want to have my hand in it, but I really want to like do speaking engagements and talk more to my community, talk more to people outside of the community. Um, and just, I feel like I'm that person that can create that bridge for people who have such a negative connotation towards transgender individuals. And, you know, I live a very traditional lifestyle. I like that. That's, you know, how I choose to live. Um, and I want people to see that so that they can see like, Hey, like maybe transgender people really aren't that bad. You know, it's really not that big you know it's really not that big of a deal um you know we're not hurting anybody out here um and that's like what i i just really want to be able to use my voice use who i am and use my nursing background to help like push education as far as like proper injectable storage and um you know just all around education i think around who i am what i do and just healthcare all in general yeah that's my goal for sure Oh, no, I, I, uh, I, I love that. And, you know, I, I, I love that your, um, your understanding of yourself and the confidence to understand that, like, what you want is the quote unquote traditional. I don't even, I, I wouldn't use the word normal. I think some people might, right. but, but traditional set of, of life. Um, right. and, and I think that's, I think that's really interesting. And I think that that, is um could be empowering to people uh to to see that and then you know bridge the gap of their own biases and their own beliefs or what they think they actually believe um you know is in in their mind because that's what they were you know and I, i i point this out to my dad and other people all the time like most of what you believe was sold to you in a commercial at some or, right. or some form of advertisement somewhere in right. your life. And once you realize that, you can just start to like say, you know, poke, poke the hole, you know, poke holes right through what you believe to be something that's like so near and dear to your heart. Um for sure. Santa Claus is real, people. 
Santa Claus. Is <laughs> uh, you know, so, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I love that. I, I, I love that. And I think that you, you definitely seem to have the uh, ability to go and, and speak to that and uh, help break some of those, those stigmatisms, those biases, and those, those uh, maybe never even gave it a second thought uh, that, right. you know, I, I know for me, um, I mean, I have several, and I've mentioned, I mentioned this in the video. I have several, I have family member, at least one family member, uh, and then several friends that are transgender or maybe soon to be transgender. And, uh, I, I, you know, to me, whenever, and I have friends that, that feel the opposite way, right. That, that, that are right. like, I can't, I can't envision this world. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I just, like I, I don't love when people try to dehumanize humans. <laughs> um, right, I, I think, right. And, li and life is messy. Like it, it's not, right. uh, you know, starts at the zero yeah, and ends at right. the one. You know, and, right. and, and and there's nothing in between. It's it literally infinity is between one and zero. Um, so there's there's infinite a number of combinations of how people choose to live their lives and the paths in which they took to get there is not. Right. super cookie cutter like we might want to believe based upon like movies right. that we watched or stories right. that were told or advertisements that you know told us how cool cars are to live in you know metal boxes for a good chunk of our lives <laughs> but uh but no I, I i love that um so uh so finally how can people get your product where can people go okay so you can go to stealthbrosco.com and find all the products there or we're actually on tiktok marketplace now as well we do sell on amazon as well and we also do sell our sharps shuttles the black only in cvs so if you go to cvs.com and put in Stealth Bros, you'll find our product and you can either go to your local store and purchase it or you can pick it up right offline. And we're in over, we're in a little under 4,000 stores nationwide. Woo! That's awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, you know, I, I just noticed you, you don't have TikTok down here in the social media. I know, I need to upgrade. We literally just are launching this whole TikTok project right now so that needs to be updated that's a let me put that on a calendar oh, there you go there you go <laughs> there you go another <laughs> piece of homework another piece of homework but yeah no for sure um but yeah no we we, we literally just started to really push on tiktok and have a whole uh plan in place starting actually october 1st so i'm really excited about that and just got our tiktok shop um up and launched so yeah so see us on tiktok that that is awesome. I mean, I you, you know you're doing great things on uh, on Instagram. Um, you know, mm -hmm. so keep keep up the great work, Braxton. I'd love to have you on again for you know for yes. sure uh, an update in like a year or so. And uh, and we should we should definitely try to get together. Are you are you a Philly fan at all? I am a Philly fan. I like, love like Philly. Phillies or Eagles. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, listen, I. This is why I tell people I don't watch football. I don't watch TV. Ever since I started my business, I don't watch TV. I don't. I. I. I am so hyper focused that if I have downtime to sit and watch TV, I have time to do my work. I have so much work that if I sit and bullshit around, I won't get my work done. So, 
the boys, they love football. They, they're, they're not Eagles fans though. They have other teams, uh, but Hey, uh, that's, that's their, that's their father. That's their biological father. That ain't got nothing to do with me. But ultimately, I grew up on the Eagles. My dad loves the Eagles. My whole family loves the Eagles. So I always root for the Eagles. But, you know, I don't follow. I don't follow. I don't follow. I follow their football more than I do the NFL. Mm, yeah, I. so I, I only pretty much will watch the Eagles games. And I usually have my laptop in my my lap doing other, pro, you know, doing other work while the you game because you get like 30 seconds of downtime between each play so it's like oh i can look down <laughs> do, 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 do. oh okay here's the next play um uh in fact i i didn't get to watch monday night's game i i kind of i watched like two-thirds of it because i was at top golf uh oh, with, with some friends golf. i know well, i'm in a i'm in a league a, a good friend of mine oh. invited me to a league it was like by the time we got done for six of us i want to say it's like 87 dollars a person for eight weeks of top golf four what? hours on monday yeah i'm like what you know i asked my wife i'm like can i do this and she's like well you know dom's got soccer and and ava or and karate before you know dom and ava have karate before that i was like i know but like 87 dollars for eight weeks of 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 getting to go to top golf like I really am trying to get better at golf, and this is an opportunity <laughs> to go do that, and you know, have some good food. And I'm really trying to get better. At I, golf. I, I, I am, I am. Well, because it's such a networking thing, right? And especially as right. uh, I get older, you know, more and more of the people that I'm, you know, they're like, "Oh, we're going out golf." Well, so I, I've been, I've been trying to play for like a year and a half or something like that, uh, two maybe too close to two years now. And for like, I was going quite often to the driving range because like I can hit the golf, I can hit the golf ball pretty well. Right. But driving is such a crapshoot that like if I can't get off the tee or safely get off the tee for everybody right. else's sake, um, then I can't really play the game. So, right. um, so I'm just like, yeah, I got, I got to do this, and and I've gotten so much better, you know, just in the last few weeks. Of, of that consistent practice of going, uh, you know, uh, to the range. I have a range right behind our shop. There's a, oh, yeah. a yeah, we have a, a big swing golf range. Like it, I could walk there from the shop. So, uh, so I'm like, I need to go there more often than just like once every couple of months. Uh, right, right. Get, get right, that, get that practice in, you know? So, so yeah. So anyway, I didn't get to watch the game. So before we were, we were, I was here, I was watching the game and fast forward cause I had it recorded. So okay. I'm just like, Oh, play <laughs> fast forward, fast forward, up oh, play fast forward, fast forward, play. Um, just to be able to actually get to watch some of the stuff I didn't get to see. So, but I, I agree. I try not to watch uh TV either. I think that there's, it, my wife watches it and she enjoys uh quite a bit, but uh, I just can't, I can't take, I can't, I'll watch a movie. Movies are my, I'll watch I'm more a movie. of a movie. I'll watch a movie. I'll watch, I'll watch. I haven't watched a movie in a long time because of the baby. And mm. once she goes down, we actually had to move her crib into our room. So once she goes down, if we turn that TV on, she's going to wake up. So we have early bedtimes or we just sit there and we just talk quietly amongst ourselves about our day or whatever we <laughs> our pillow talk. And then we take it down for the night. But it's she was just saying that we should watch some of our shows. Um, on Netflix because we haven't sat and watched Netflix since our daughter, like, like literally like had time to just sit and binge like we used to. So she was like, we should do that. I'm like, but how, like, <laughs> how are we going to do that with this baby? <laughs> so is it the light or is it the sound? It's 
It's both. Or is it both? Both. She's, okay. She's, we we used headphones is, at one point in our room, Bluetooth headphones, and then connected the other. They they had like a mode to connect another pair of headphones to it. So we like just yeah, laid yeah. there and watched. Yeah. Um. They were JBL. I forget what they were series, but they they had the ability to have a second pair of Bluetooth headphones. I was like, okay, cool. We can we could totally make that work, and and that's what we did to watch quite a few movies in bed while our baby pretended to sleep for at least a couple of hours <laughs> right right yeah i'm gonna have to look into that because i think she can sleep with the light but if it's like flickering or like changes mm. of scenes where it goes light to dark light to dark then she's it's yeah that's why it's so bad it's so, so bad. <laughs> time to get your phones out and then you just like get like a little tripod or something or an ipad and set it like right there on the bed well, that that's what we were thinking using the using the laptop to, to just mm-hmm. watch some movies in bed and do it do it that way she can have the left um airpod i'll have the right <laughs> <laughs> well actually Rex- might make that work <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I mean, that's a that's a way, uh, you know, because I, I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you why I don't love TV shows is they're all it's especially hour long TV shows. They extend it to make it fit that hour for commercial purposes right. and stuff. And it just seems right. like it's just so much wasted time. Like usually if a show is only a half hour or however long it needs to be. That's the kind right. of show I will give more uh, time, to, uh, yeah. time to option to actually watch. Um, but usually movies because they have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I can right. feel satisfied at the end or mad or whatever. But at the end of the day, it was like an hour, right. hour, hour and a half, two hours. Um, right. and, and at least I wasn't like, wow, it took how many seasons before it started to get good? Or, or, or I had to watch six episodes, six hours, six hours before I before I – feel like oh my goodness I, I can't live without this show like if it can't get me right. and keep me then I, I mean ted lasso was great um but it was it was only just for me it was like just good enough to keep you know the positivity train that kept it going but um, right. but yeah a lot of shows man i can't i just can't do it because it's just they're just not, not enough time. Not that, there's not enough time, and they're just not that good, in my opinion. But yeah, but I, I haven't I, watched, I, so I don't even know. I don't even uh, know what's going on right now. That's the worst uh, part. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? Uh, watch uh, Only Murders in the Building. That's that's a really good. I think that's only a half hour show. Uh, it's on Hulu. Right. Oh, that's a good right. show to watch. I got Hulu. I got Hulu. So yes, give that. It's, it's um Steve Martin, uh, Martin Short, and um the Selena Gomez, and then there's like lots of okay. like the celebrity sprinkled in around you know in the in the show. But uh, really good. First two seasons are, are fantastic. Third season's out now. Definitely would recommend that. Um, but anyway. I'd also recommend us getting the heck out of here, and I'd recommend you, if you haven't watched Braxton's Pitch, click on up here. If not, I'll see you down in the video below. Thank you so much, Braxton, one more time for being here with us. Greatly appreciate it. I think I forgot to give you super claps for being here. Um, So there's (laughs) – I didn't forget. We're at the end. It's been a couple (laughs) of weeks since I've done these interviews. Uh, I'll see you in the next video. Take care and go be super. All All right. Peace out.